0: Welcome to the Bright Vibe podcast. At Bright Vibe, we believe everyone deserves to be happy. But in today's world, everywhere you turn, there is division and negativity. At Bright Vibe, we have created a global movement to bring 8 million people together who are inspired to live bright, live bold, and share bright vibes. Alone, it can be hard to change, but together we can change the world. Welcome to the Bright Vibe podcast. Mary Morrissey, welcome to the show today. So happy to have you on.
1: I'm thrilled to be here.
0: Good we uh you've got a great message, and you've actually been uh, working in the empowerment space for over four decades, but I really like the fact that your focus your work is really focused on helping people create the lives that they love kind of and I would even say people living their passion and their purpose right is that accurate to say that's right <laughs> yeah so and, and we're going to talk about on today's show we 've got a lot of good stuff to talk about and we 're going to talk about a lot of the work that you are currently doing, but really. What got you started in this space? Kind of how did you start? I think, you know, we all in life want some form of transformation. We all want to live a better, happier, healthier, more passionate. It doesn't matter how successful we are in any area of your life. I think there's always room for us to improve or expand, but what got you started down this path?
1: Oh, well, thanks for asking. That's really seminal in what caused me to do the work Mm -hmm. I've done over the last 40 years. I grew up in Beaverton, Oregon, a suburb of Portland, Oregon, had a high school experience like most young girls dream about. I was uh, my junior year, I'm class vice president, I'm on the drill team, I have a lead in the junior play, I'm the homecoming princess. And at the end of my junior year in high school, my high school boyfriend had gone off to college, came home on spring break, I get pregnant.
0: Oh, wow this yes. is going to be a this is going to be a fun show i already know you're already disclosing stuff this is going to be a fun show all right and, and i I'm, I'm assuming it wasn't immaculate conception <laughs> okay okay
1: my name is mary
0: <laughs> yeah well i just thought you know mary and i was like wow we're gonna hear and and you're gonna tell us about a new well, baby jesus
1: <laughs> my mother wept for me as if i had died right uh we have a hasty 10 person wedding so
0: it's huh.
2: now
1: May of 1966. And a couple of weeks later, the principal of the high school calls me to his office and he says, are these rumors I'm hearing about you true? And I said, well, if the rumors are that I'm pregnant and married in that order, then yes, they're true. And he just put his head down and he says, you know, you have terrific honors and great grades, but you are not going to be allowed to return here for your senior year.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: It would be totally inappropriate for a pregnant girl to get mixed in with the normal girls. Right, uh, but if you do want to get a high school diploma, and my dream had always been to be a teacher. My professional dream oh, was to be a teacher. Right. Uh, so I saw this as a detour, but not a dead end. And I didn't want mm-hmm. a high school diploma, and I didn't want to get my undergraduate degree in education. So um, we have a place for people like you. It's across the river. It's not held during daylight. It's after dark, <laughs> and it's where a regular high school, Washington High School, became without changing the sign, Washington Evening High School. And uh, I would be allowed to go to complete my high school education there uh, with pregnant girls and delinquent boys.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
1: now, now this is my new group. So I remember driving in a part of Portland. I hadn't been allowed to drive in after dark and parking my car, walking up to this big school thinking, OK. This is my new student body, you know, pregnant right. who have babies or are pregnant like me and guys who are delinquents. Now, I don't know where you were, Matt, as you started your senior year, but that's not a place most people are. That was how I began my senior year. My son was born in December. Mm -hmm. Um, I graduated from Washington Evening High School um, in May. And uh, in July, I found myself in an intensive care ward in a Portland hospital, having been diagnosed with fatal kidney disease. Oh, my gosh. One kidney was totally destroyed with nephritis, kidney disease. Uh-huh. The other had fifty percent destruction and active nephritis. Now, in nineteen sixty-seven, this is a death sentence without dialysis and transplants. Right. And all of the wonderful doctors and people, that, you know, radio others were just saying, "We we are horrifically sorry." Um, but we don't have a cure for this. And one of the, finally, one of the surgeons came in and said, we decided that if we can get your blood toxin level reduced enough to sustain a surgery to remove that right kidney, maybe you'd have six months. Wow. And I am terrified. I'm I'm 18 years old. I have a seven-month-old son who I'm thinking I may never see walk, let alone right. kindergarten or all the other things that happen in a child's life. I'll never become a teacher. And the God of my upbringing was not a friendly place to go when you felt like you had really screwed up. Clearly, I had been categorized with the bad people. I mean, the delinquents and the pregnant girls were all one group.
0: And 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 here's the proof. You've had this disease now, right? So this is God's wrath, right?
1: I felt like I was being punished. Yeah, of course. Um, Finally, the surgery was scheduled. And the night before the surgery, a woman walked in my room about 9 o'clock at night who identified herself as a visiting chaplain. And she said that she came several times a week and uh, got the list of the surgeries the next morning and in the order of the most serious, my name was at the top of the list and I want someone to pray with me. And I was scared and I said, okay. So she pulled her chair next to my bed and she didn't do anything that looked like prayer. She Mm -hmm. talked to me and it started this way where she asked me, would you be willing to tell me what's been going on in your life the last year or two. So I told her my story. Mm -hmm. At the end of which she looked at me compassionately and she said, Mary, everything is created twice. And today I would say Mm -hmm. I had no landing page for that. Right. And I had this book on my, she says, Mm -hmm. you know this, actually everybody knows this, almost nobody knows the power of knowing this. The bed you're lying on, the nightgown you're wearing, the sheet covering you, the walls, the ceiling, the floor, all the machinery you're hooked up to. First, it had to be a thought before Mm -hmm. it could be a thing. And then she said, I hear how much you love your little boy, but I also hear how much you've been hating yourself. You feel like you shamed your family, you shamed your school, you shamed yourself. And that thinking has an energy to it. And I'm wondering if you could consider the possibility that there could be a correlation between that toxic thinking and the toxicity that is rampaging your body and threatening your very life. Nobody I knew. This is not- No. Nobody I knew, thought this way, spoke this way. No, yes. Yeah. Then she asked me, if you could live, what would you do? So I told her I would be, you know, raise my little boy and I'd become a teacher. First, she asked me if I could believe that we could say a prayer and dissolve all that toxicity. In the morning when the doctors came in, they would say, you look so much better. We better test you. And then they say, we find no disease in you. You can get up and go home. She said, I believe that's possible. I said, no. <laughs> what, what, even a, not even a cell of belief. that Right. You- Words and I've been in so much pain, I believe uh, way more in that. And the doctors, in those days, the MDs meant to most of us, my yeah. generation, minor deities.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It
1: was God, just, okay. If you can't believe this, then could you believe it's possible? Before I ask you the rest of this question, I want you to consider that we are in a universe of infinite possibility. So couldn't there be one possibility in the infinity of possibilities that we could say a prayer and we could shift what's going on internally in you through your practice and then you start to get better and better and better and then you're well. Could you believe that's even possible? Nobody I knew thought it was possible. Here was one person who thought it might be possible. And I didn't consciously decide to believe in her belief, but I unconsciously must have, because I said, well, I don't know if it's probable, but I guess it could be possible.
0: Possible. And she
1: said, that's all we need. One corner of your mind open to the possibility. Now, this is before David Bohm, Sheldrake writing about unified field theory, uh, Max Mm -hmm. Talbot out of Stanford writing holographic universe. This is and there was no mind body clinic. In the united right. states at that time not at harvard not at stanford not at ucla and she said okay then here's what i want you to do in a moment we're going to do a prayer in which we're going to imagine scoop everything toxic in your body and put it in that one kidney and we're going to put all the shame and all the self-blame and all the self-loathing that has come from that and we're going to put that in that kidney and we're going to imagine that in the morning when that's removed All that is removed. Now your mind's gonna be busy the first day or two or three with the pain that you're feeling from a surgery. But after that, your mind is going to want to go down the well-worn paths of thinking that you've been doing this last year and a half. You're gonna have to interrupt that. So here's what I want you to do. The moment you notice notice you're thinking a shame-filled or self-loathing thought, interrupt it and say, no, that left with the kidney. And then immediately imagine you've got this little boy's hand in yours. It's a warm hand. And you're walking into a school and there's a kindergarten class. And your boy's five years old. You feel the warmth of his hand. You've, you walk up the steps together. He goes in his classroom and you hear the click, click, click of your heels as you go down the hallway and around the corner. And there's your first classroom. Then immediately fast forward in your mind. And you're sitting in a big auditorium or a stadium, and down on the floor, are all these caps and gowns, and you hear your son's name called, and he crosses the stage, gets his diploma, waves, and you're all cheering and, and celebrating uh, him making hitting this mark in his life, and your teaching career is growing. Then fast forward in your mind, and you're sitting in the front row of a wedding. You're the mother of the groom, and your son is marrying the love of his life, and your teaching career is flourishing. Just keep doing that. And then she left. The next thing I really noticed was when they came to wake me up for the surgery in the morning, I had slept all night. I hadn't done that in months. I'd been in so mm. much weeks, mm-hmm. really. But by then it was about 12 weeks, like 15 days in intensive care prior to this. So, short surgery happened. And about seven days later, um, the head guy came in and said, Listen, your your numbers have, you know, we expected. He told the surgeon, told my family gathered that one kidney was totally destroyed. The other was all pockmarked mm-hmm. and shriveled, and it, it had at least 50% damage. He didn't know how much time I'd have. Uh, but my numbers had stabilized enough that they said, So you might be getting a little more time, but if, even if you just want to go home for two weeks before you have to come back to the hospital, would you like that? And I said, Yes. I oh, my boy, you know, I could. And I went home in an ambulance, I was so weak, I couldn't hardly lift my head off a pillow. And I had to go three times a week to get monitored. But Mm -hmm. slowly and slowly, my numbers not only stayed steady, but they kept starting to improve (laughs) slightly. And at at five months, between the five and six month mark after that surgery, I'm sitting in a conference room at the hospital with all the primary people, the surgeon, the different, the neurologist, and they're shaking their heads. And they say, we have no science. And the surgeon said, I saw that kidney. I right. know what it looked like. There is no science for why it should be functioning as a whole perfect kidney. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. I didn't know what I was <laughs> doing. I had no, uh, today we would call that an um, unconscious confident. I did mm-hmm. the shifting of the frequency, that the major right. frequency I was operating from. And I was happy about that, but I was not curious for about three more years. Mm -hmm. I got myself into undergraduate school, and um, a series of things occurred in the fall of 1971. So this was 67, so four years later. A series of things occurred that are a much longer story. But nevertheless, I began to see, oh, oh, what happened here? And how did that really work? And is that... A one-time unique kind of thing we would call a miracle or is there a science in this and so i began to study everything i could find in the field of transformation from all the religions ancient philosophy i it led me to not only get my undergraduate degree but by then i was pretty sure i wanted to teach mm-hmm. you know freedom and liberation
2: right and love right
1: love versus because it changed my life so dramatically to study uh, the kind of happiness i had come to feel that The feeling that I had never had before that would start to rise up in me spontaneously multiple times a day that wasn't me thinking it. it was just this. Hmm. I love my life. Hmm. And I didn't even have that after I got I was happy about getting over the kidney disease, but I didn't have that. And I began to realize that is a normal thing for people. I mean, it's act not normal. It's natural for us. That's right. working in harmony with ourselves. Is not normal. Most of us don't feel that very often. And I just want to study what what it would take for that to be. Is there a system that's reliable, repeatable, involves is it and is scientific in its base? So then I got a master's degree in counseling psychology, earned an honorary doctorate in humane letters, um, studied with went around the world meeting people. I did seven years of work with His Holiness the Dalai Lama, did work with Nelson Mandela, spoke with the UN three times. Uh, It just led me to more and more, got got to talk to Rosa Parks. How did you find that power in you? You're sitting on a bus, other people in your robe get up and go to the back, you say no, and the driver of the bus has a a gun strapped to his thigh and the legal right to use it on you. Hmm. And you said no. And she talked about touching that space, because Martin Luther King had taught Gandhi's principles of nonviolence mm-hmm. and what the power in us that's greater than retribution and you know using other kinds of force, it's a soul force. And she said, it, was, it wasn't like a heroic thing. It was the right thing. And mm-hmm. that it was the right thing gave me a power. But it took, I had, anyway, she wrote her stories a little longer. But um, So I began to teach uh, in 1981, grew very, very slowly, and then I got a mentor, and one thing led to another. Uh, So I've had great success, a couple of belly flop failures along the way, but applying these principles. So today I have founded Brave Thinking Institute and have the privilege of working with people all over the world.
0: Interesting. So interesting. I love your story. Um, I could just listen. I, I could, when you were saying that's a longer story, I could literally just have you tell me offline all those stories for days. I just, I love the, I love the story of transformation. I love the story of wonderment. It piqued my curiosity when you were telling the story. The 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 nun or the chap the chaplain that was. Did you ever see her again? Was she ever?
1: For many years. I, I she came after I had opened my first work in Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. She was probably in it five or six years, and she, she was an elderly by then, and she came and she said, Do you remember me? And I had no memory of her. You know, I was so
0: sick. Oh, my. Anyway. Yeah.
1: And so she told me her name was Milo Warren. She had studied metaphysics. Okay, that, yeah. We saw it in those days. My first metaphysical book, As a Man Thinketh, written, which
2: is mm-hmm. yeah.
1: pretty mainstream. Nevertheless, yeah. when I tried to find it in Portland, I had to go. To, this is 1971. Now, as mm-hmm. I'm beginning to explore some things, it was in a, in a in a building on, like, 17th floor down a long, dark hallway <laughs> to a cult bookstore. When I asked, where's the James? Do you have the James Allen book uh, as a man? Think, yeah, it's right in there. It's right next to witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Marconi? They put Marconi in prison. We're saying Mm -hmm. these these airwaves things could travel through these right (laughs) it was like right right thoughts impact everything um it's been slow to catch on although people in the east have known it for a long time
0: sure sure and so so you work with people and helping them create lives that they love um how do you how does that typically how do you do that i guess tactically literally i mean what how do you how do you help people understand what they love or and then live that life?
1: It took me years and years to do the work and study how other people saw transformation occurring to put together a, well, a pattern of how it can be replicated for anyone who wants to apply it to their life in any of the areas where you look at your results and you have results in four main areas. If you just keep breathing, you're gonna have results in your life. Then you can measure those results, but what causes those results has been my study. Because most of us have been trained to say, my results are, oh, I had that success, I was in the right place at the right time, or it was who I knew, or I had that that didn't go well for me, You know, I was raised this way. And looking at conditions, either for permission, to do the things you wanna do or for the reasons you're not. Um, And conditions are actually effects. They're not causes. So I'm, at the beginning of my work with people uh, in large groups and corporate, you know, people from all over the world, uh, we take it, we do an assessment about what the results we have. We take a look at our results in the four main areas of life where you find results. Health, we can measure your results.
2: The mm-hmm. quality,
1: depth, and fulfillment in your relationships. Mm-hmm. Everybody has relationships. Your work, whether you get paid for it or not, it's your vocari. It's where you express uh, your time and talent in the world, um, mm-hmm. whether it's a hobby or volunteering or it's like building a business or sailing around the world. What are you doing with your time and talent? Not how fulfilling is it? And then time and money, freedom. People that think they want more money, but what they really want is freedom, the freedom to go where they want to go, do what they want to do, have what they want to have, and maybe even more importantly, give what they want to give. So we do an assessment in those areas and then notice which of the areas you have more fulfillment in and probably maybe you're really happy with. You know, some people are really happy with their career, but their relationships keep falling apart or their health is falling apart or it's easy to be wealthy in one area and bankrupt in another if you don't uh, have a full spectrum wealth system you're applying to your life, which is what I teach, and that you can actually have that. Mm -hmm. But Everything starts with vision. And uh, so we look look at the results and then how long has it been like that? And that's a tough question. So I want want the love of my life. All right, how long is that? And particularly we see it, yeah. in my women clients, particularly men too, but more mm-hmm. predominantly in my women clients. They want have that love of their life and don't want to put their head on the pillow the last time mm-hmm. and wonder what it would have been like. And then time and money freedom. What if, if you look at that and many people have just a pattern of struggling with money. Um, I find money the easiest one to fix, honestly. Um, <laughs> so then we look also the next question is what's it costing you to not change that? Mm-hmm. Uh, because sometimes we can go on and on without just saying, Oh, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that. And then you turn around and you either don't have the time, something happened, you know, so, um, we don't have forever. Even, even those who live, you know, nineties or hundreds, I've sat because I was a minister for 23 years, uh. The, I've sat at many of deathbed, many with people in their last moments and everybody wishes they had more time. Almost everybody wishes they had more time, no matter what their age, mm. you know, we love life deep down mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> we want to have this life. So while we're having it, let's create what we can create. Cause there's an art and science to transformation. The art is in the visioning, but the science is in the vibration.
0: And what, and what do you mean by that? So let's just, cause I always love to give our, our audience and our, and our listeners real tactical things. So
1: your it, television, mm-hmm. your, your TV's black, you know, there's programming. There's things that could happen that if you get, you would love to have a sporting event, you'd love to have the concert. You'd love to have whatever the movie you want to see. I noticed that the new top gun movie now is available on my pay-per-view,
2: <laughs> <laughs> right?
1: I want to see that. I saw it in a movie theater, but I'd see it again. Mm. Uh, So the difference between the TV and you and me is we don't turn off. As long as we're breathing, we're turned on. Right. But the picture we're seeing is an exact match to the vibration we're tuned to. So the sporting event can be on ESPN, but if I'm tuned to CNN, which is a problem network, Mm-hmm. I'm going to see all the problems, even though right. I know this other world is available to me, but I'm not a match for it. Mm-hmm. As my, and then with the television, you've got a remote control way easier. The remote control in us is harder to find. Mm-hmm. We have solid state technology in the television, not in us. We go in and out, up and down. Uh, we're going to do this new thing, and then we back off. We make a decision, and then we question it. So there's wobble. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: in the vibration so learning how to be And good news you don't have to be perfect at it but it is a more than less game which frequency you're on more shifting Mm -hmm. that is a process it's a process of transformation so this this system that i put together doesn't belong to me it belongs to really the universe or the infinite or god whatever you spirit whatever the energy whatever you call it because that's how it works. I just put it together in a simple, easy to replicate form so that people could see in their own lives what it can do for them. And that's really what happened for me in 1971. In the next 10 months, my life had so, my internal as well as external life had changed so radically. I wanted everybody I knew to have this. I tried to give it to my parents or my best friends. Was, you know, Mary got religion. It wasn't religion. Really- <laughs> And I finally realized, oh, you know, it doesn't get transmitted that way. It's just I need to. They'll either catch it or not catch it. They'll either see something and wonder what's going on, or they won't. Some did, and some didn't. Mm -hmm. It is. Hmm.
0: And so, can you give us a couple examples of some clients that you've worked with, um, specifically, kind of how they came in, and then how you worked with them, and then kind of what their life? Because you've talked about your life. It'd be curious. I'm very curious about. And you can use, you know, whoever you choose to. I yeah. You,
1: yeah. I can give you, we had a, a client who signed up, you know, to come kind of to the basic program and then came to mm-hmm. a training, a live in-person training. And he owned three businesses, uh, none mm-hmm. of which they, they were, you know, producing, they, they were profitable, but he was, you know, overworked, tired, a little bit overweight, stressed, but accomplished. Mm-hmm so the whole fulfillment factor because when someone's accomplished and then you speak about a life you would really love there's an internal you have to watch for the internal threat of loss mm-hmm. Lose the good i have if i right yep, yep. so in you in a, in a, as we were going through the assessment period um he said to me he says you know i, I my vision now is and he was expanding these businesses and Uh, what that could mean and then he said you know it's just too bad you can't turn your favorite hobby into a business Mm -hmm. and i said well how do you know well nobody's made a business of this but how do you know you can't so let's go back to the fundamental question what would you love not what do you think you can do what does the economy say you can do so you remove your attention from conditions and instead put it on if all the opportunities i mean all the possibilities in the universe exist, what's the one that I want to resonate with?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so he he loved flying drones. This is 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he loved flying drones. And he says, I mean, I I mean, I never want to get off the field. I may, I love the mechanics of it. I love the, you know, I've trained some kids in junior high on them. And uh I said, Damon, if you would love that business, let's create the business. We, you know, it, it can even be a side business in the beginning, right? Right. I mean, and I would say it wasn't even three years, uh, Matt. It was two and a half years or so, and it was like it started taking off. So he's he became the drone boss. He's got um, all these. He's trained hundreds and hundred, maybe thousands by now. People in the business side of you know hobby. Oh right business of drums how to multiply that business and he's applied everything he learned in the system we trained him in and it's been so fun to see him and his wife who then she was a pharmacist and working really long hours and they began to work together and she became a trainer (laughs) to just see their lives prosper that's one another one there was a woman named kelly who was from minnesota she came for a training she used two canes and some of the time in a wheelchair, and she was a professor at the mm-hmm. in in Minnesota um, at the university there, and she had developed an autoimmune disease that was debilitating, and so she was no longer she was on medical leave, and they were about to drop her from that because it had been two years since she'd worked, and when she spoke about not being able to change this and what it was costing her it was she's she just was you know as as i think any of us might be tearful you've got two little kids Mm -hmm. it's winter it's snowing outside and her little girls want to go out and and build a snowman Mm -hmm. and so the husband takes them out and she's looking she's laying on the couch to get she can't get off of and watching them build a snowman she can't go help
2: build Mm
1: -hmm. and um Somehow she found what I'm doing. She got herself there, so we began to work together. And of course, I could believe for her, which she couldn't believe for herself because of my own experience. And we just took systematic steps. It wasn't. It was about eighteen months. Kelly went back to work. I mean, mm-hmm. she's private. She started her own uh, business helping people in that area overcome all kinds of different challenges. And they're doing outreach to young girls in, in situations where they need help. And uh, just so rewarding because what was going on inside of her was no longer a match for the you know, dis ease, as in the very name of it, mm-hmm. you know, an internal pattern that's going on. We get that cleared up. People usually almost immediately, as that gets cleared up, start to feel better. Even if it takes a while to shift the results that got patterned in for sometimes even decades. Right. So, let, let me. Think. I've got so many wonderful stories. I have a Betty Vaughn. Benny's a gorgeous man from Texas. He was a uh, he was an athlete for many many years. He's uh, Opened a business uh, training people, training and particularly training uh, Olympic athletes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a gorgeous black man, uh, very tall. And so he enrolled and uh, he was working, he was doing physical therapy on mm-hmm. athletes and helping train them, but working all these hours. And uh, in the interview where we talked, he had collapsed in a parking lot. Oh, my. Three months before that. And somebody found him. They took him to the hospital. Anyway, when he was, his doctor said to him, Benny, you're going to die. You are under so much stress. You can't keep, stress is killing. You can't keep doing this. But he saw no way out. And then somebody told him about the public event we were doing in Dallas. He came and he enrolled and we began to work uh, together. And he was a very quick learner, had some big goals about this most recent Olympics. So I think Mm he's four or five years. And he had not taken a vacation with his wife. He adores, they have no children. They have each other and their dogs in 20 some years. So now two major uh, trips a year, they were just in uh, New Zealand hiking and uh, the things they love to do and his business. He's completely, he didn't know how to scale. Scale
0: it. Right. So
1: Oh, you know you're a business guy so Mm -hmm. we just helped him then later he told me he says you know i I haven't told you this but when the doctor said i needed help to figure out how to overcome my stress he said you need a you need either a therapist or you need a psychologist and he said well i'll whoever you find for me but it has to be an african-american male (laughs) right Last time he went to his physician and he talked about his health, and they did a heart scan, and all, everything is like great, and all his blood pressures, and um, all the numbers. And the doctor said, So, who, did you find that African American therapist to help you? <laughs> and he said, Yes, she's actually a five foot one white woman. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's hilarious. Oh uh i love it i love it so people typically come to an online uh, uh um, workshop they come to a in-person workshop is that how people typically start the process of kind of this with your with your work specifically
1: we do three public events a year and during COVID, we shifted those from in person of course to right. online which has radically expanded uh people's availability to come for three days particularly internationally Sure. So um, it's an experiential. It's not mm-hmm. just lecturing at people, but there's processes and engagements. And um, but if people are willing to come to that, they leave with a crystal clear vision mm-hmm. and the five basic tools that they can use themselves, or they can enroll oh. in a longer support program with us that we do trains. So mm-hmm. it's that, that next one's coming up uh, virtual in mm-hmm. October 7th, 8th, and 9th.
0: Yeah. 17th and, 9th. and then when you say there's a longer program, there's like a, what, what does that look like? Time frame, time frame and when, what you do in that program?
1: Well, I call it brave thinking. Uh, it's not easy to think while you suspend the, the conditions that you've been trained. We have all had decades of programming mm-hmm. in how things occur. And it's backwards. It, that's an outside in model. The television doesn't show us its picture because of conditions. It shows us its picture because of the frequency we're tuned to. Pick up your cell phone. Mm-hmm. There's a specific frequency for every person you're going to call. It's it's it, And it's provable. I mean, you, when you dial your wife's phone number, you are not expecting somebody else. You're expecting Right. That. So right. how that occurs in the human system. Because we don't, we don't, there's not, we're seven plus billion people on the planet. There are not seven billion minds. There is mm-hmm. one mind and seven billion interfaces like computers mm-hmm. that traverse between the infinite and the finite. So you think about even your computer, if you didn't know how to get on the internet, you mm-hmm. only have access to the files, the things you thought before, found or stored. Right. That's your whole data access. Mm-hmm. Once you learn to get on the internet, you have access to basically everything humans have ever written about, codified, stored for about six to eight thousand years. It's Mm -hmm. all there; you find access to it. We also have another access point in us. It's not to the internet, but it's to the infinite. Mm. We did not create ourselves. We're not breathing ourselves. We're part of. It's a spiritual side to our nature. That you call it soul, call it whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it, but you and I cannot even make our heartbeat one time.
2: Right, right.
1: We've been given complete free will to think whatever we want to think and bear the consequences of it because there's mm-hmm. a science to it. Mm-hmm. You can't think poverty and live in wealth. And right. wealth is way more than money. It's way more than money. Knowing that, knowing mm-hmm. that so we, I tend to, and I'm blatant about it. If you, I think, any transformational program, any personal development program that doesn't have a spiritual component to it, isn't a complete mm-hmm. program. Right. It doesn't address your uh, who you are. You're not mm-hmm. just a body. You're not just a human brain. You're more than that. You have access to that more.
0: Right. Well that's pretty amazing. Um I was watching the documentary the other day. I think it was called Jim W the the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous and that was a pretty fascinating watching that as a documentary. Bill. Bill Bill W, sorry, Bill. Yeah, yeah, Bill W. Thank you for that. Um but very fascinating just his own struggles and what he went through and and the fact that it was he did tie it back to a higher power and I like I like he used the phrase God as we understand it. Right. It doesn't, doesn't mean that my God and your God have to look the same. I mean, you know, it was, it was right. Right. Exactly. It was just being tied to that higher power and that, and that a higher sense, which, you know, I think if you're, if you're in the personal development space, if you're going to work on yourself or around personal development, all at some point you're going to come face to face with that there is some higher power. Otherwise you wouldn't be driven to do the personal development. (laughs) Right.
1: Not the man in the sky and ropes either
0: <laughs> right yes exactly exactly and so and i think you know as you get deeper and deeper into it it becomes more and more spiritual because it comes more and more about how when i say spiritual how we're relating to the world and how the world's relating to us that's kind of what i think of when i think spiritual but uh, you know for me it's also god and how am i relating with god and how's god relating with me and what i what am i doing with these things that are coming to me right and how am i interpreting them and interacting with them so so yeah, I totally think that yeah, if you want to make real trans, real progress, I think you have don't you have to really see the blessings in life that you've already been given and the grace and all of the the positive things that you've already been given, gratitude, and, and, gratitude yeah. right? Frequency that's harmonious mm-hmm. with abundance has nothing mm-hmm. to do with money. It's
1: right, aliveness mm. and that that uh, that stream. You know, Jesus talked about it this way. He said, when mm-hmm. you, you could drink from the things outside, drink from that well, you're mm-hmm. going to thirst again. But if you drink from the truth, it's like a stream of living water that rises mm-hmm. up from the center of your own being. And when you drink from this, you don't thirst again. Not in the same way. I mean, we all have things what want to accomplish. But you can still, you can, people say, well, I should just be grateful for what I've got. Yes. And that urge of life is always for more. It's right. always for creating more. The the blade of grass in the Talmud it says uh, every blade of grass has an angel leaning over it whispering
0: grow grow. <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Blade of grass will press through cement today. See,
0: right, you
1: know? <laughs> that's and, right. You know, it's in us too. That uh, I remember my five year old grand oldest granddaughter now. She came to visit one time and, and she got in my car, which was a Yukon in those days, i fear fair to say, SUV. And um I dropped down the television and put on Cinderella for her for the long drive from the airport back to our house. And uh, she was just over the moon, you have a car with the movie theater. <laughs> and the very next day we got in, she goes, You know what I wish this car had? I had a I wish it had a cookie making machine.
0: <laughs> and I,
1: humans, you know? right? Yeah. Maybe yeah.
0: Everything. Yeah. Oh uh, well, Yes. Yeah, so let's just make it even better. Right. I mean, since, since we can imagine that a car has a movie theater, why can't we imagine a car has a cookie making machine? Right. I love it. Well, so how do people find out more about you, your website, uh, Mary I'm assuming.
1: Well, go to brave thinking Institute,
0: brave thinking Institute. Okay. Brave thinking Institute. All right.
1: Yeah. I mean, you you can still get there through my name, but I would would go there and then look through the events and you'll see Dream Builder Live and you'll see it's called Dream Builder Live Virtual. And it's three days. It's in October. And um, if you decide, I'm saying to the viewer now, you you will, I believe you will be really, really glad that you came for what happens for you.
0: I love it. I love
1: it. And you've
0: got a couple books you do end that we hadn't mentioned, but no less, uh, than greatness and building your field of dreams. Um, and so you do have books out so you could, um, uh, sure That's buy those cool. on, on,
1: on uh... PBS special of my newest book,
2: uh, mm-hmm. that
1: I've spent decades now putting together, which is the fruition of what I've learned over the last 25 years, uh, since building your field of dreams came out, it's called brave thinking and oh. it'll be out in May, it comes out in May next
0: week. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Well, certainly you'll have to come back on when you all
1: kinds of stuff on YouTube and all kinds of right. stuff that will be helpful.
0: Yeah. Yes. So yeah, when you get ready to release a new book, come on and give us a preview of what's what's going to be in the book. We'd love to have you back on and visit with you again. And, and, and yeah, definitely go check out. And we do have a free, I think we have a free, what are you giving away free today? We've got something free that, um, need to look at it real quick <laughs> and we'll put it in the show notes like we usually do. But, um, Mary's abundance um, books, an ebook, right? Abundance blocks. Is that what it's called? abundance Blocks. Okay. And it's, uh,
1: the three most common, you know, we, we, Oh, gotcha. But we, the block that is in us in our belief system or in the way we think can actually prevent it. It's, we're not a match for it.
0: So this is, Oh, nice. Beautiful. Well, thank you for that. It's it's just, it is it bti.com forward slash bright vibe. Is yep. that what the, oh, perfect. Mm-hmm. And again, we'll put it in the show notes, but thank you so much for making that available to our audience. And Matt, been such
1: I want to say, say to you, yes. thank you for dreaming up this podcast. Thank you mm-hmm. for what it takes to bring on guests mm-hmm. that you could bring to your listeners and viewers. Um, and for the heart, I okay. mean, I, I can feel that and um, the difference that you're making. Thank you for that.
0: Well, thank you. And you know, that just reminded me cause you had mentioned something at the very top of the show before we, uh, exit today. Um, what, what call it prayer, call it intention. You can call it whatever you want, Mary, cause it's, it's, it's coming from you, but what would you like to set in, in this podcast, in this show, what intention or prayer would you like to set for everybody listening today? What would be that? What would be those words or what would be the words? Um,
1: Numbers of years ago, uh, I heard, wherever it came from, I heard uh, inspiration without action is merely entertainment. Mm. So I'm holding for all of us that if anything inspired you today, that kind of, oh, um, that we put some action to it, even a baby step. I am a firm believer after many, many years of work with tens of thousands of people, baby steps, are you can go all the way up Mount Everest. You just got to keep taking them. So there's some baby step. There's something you can do to incorporate something that happened here, or any of the times you come to this amazing podcast. Uh, So um, that's my encouragement for us: is think through what happened here today, and is there anything you can apply?
0: I love it. Well, thank you so much for that, and certainly God bless you and what you're doing and the work you're doing. I love that uh, there's people out there doing helping others. You know, it's one thing to kind of set your own life right, but it's it's totally uh more of a dedicated vision and and definitely uh a commitment to help others uh, free themselves from the same from some of those same things. So thank you so much for the work you're doing. Thank you so much for your time today and we look forward to having you back with us uh in the future.
2: Okay. Thank you.
0: Thank you for being a part of the Bright Vibe podcast. For more information go to brightvibe.com. That's B R I T E vibe Thank you for listening.